Hello everyone, this is Tanya Sheridan. So I wanted to um, get started and tell you a little bit about who I am and my time with the company and where I've started from and where I'm at now. Um, again, my name is Tanya Sheridan. I am a founder now, which is very exciting. I'm with Close to My Heart and I will be coming up on my 15th year uh, with the company and that will be in October, so that is very exciting. Um, I came to Close to My Heart a little bit different than a lot of people um, in that I you know had been in the retail world and in high up in management and really enjoyed it and then I had a child and everything changed and I didn't want to work that 70 80 hour lifestyle with all of the stress and so forth and so my son uh, was born and I went back and I finished my degree at Ohio State University go Buckeyes um, in child and family studies and so I started working at a little scrapbook store and I adored it and to this day I owe my entire success to Lori Brown, who was the manager of the store at the time, because she taught me everything I knew and taught me to fall in love with it. So we had a second child, and three weeks later, we moved from Ohio to Virginia. And um, when we got to Virginia, you know, I was used to having anything I wanted in the scrapbook world. I wanted it. We ordered it. We got it. It was great. Um, and I moved to Virginia, and there just what there weren't scrapbook stores here. There weren't anything but like Michaels, and you know, a lot of Michaels stuff is outdated and um, didn't coordinate and wasn't what I was accustomed to. And so I decided to become a consultant, not even for the discount, but just so that I could have quality materials that I was comfortable with, and they coordinated and they matched, and all of that stuff. So that is why I became a consultant, and. Um, I had another child nine months later, so I have three children. They are now 16, almost 14, and almost 13, so they're very close in age, um, and they are, of course, the joys of my life. Um, so I stayed with Close to My Heart, and a couple years later, I started um, a small crop with just a couple people that I had met locally uh, and so forth, and we started a little tiny hole in my church, and now um, it has turned into my complete passion and joy and everything about it. So as I said, I've been with the company for um, almost 15 years. I have earned um, every single incentive trip since the Epic, which was, I don't know, eight or nine years ago. Um, I haven't been able to go on all of them because life happens, but I have earned them, so I'm very proud of that accomplishment and so forth. So my business, I told you I lived in Virginia. Um, I live in a very, very remote area of Virginia, so I'm not quite as remote as Brandy, but um, my house is here, and there's a mountain range that surrounds pretty much our entire area. So anywhere that I want to go, I pretty much have to cross a mountain in one direction or another. So I don't really have very many customers on in the area that I live. I have to travel over that at least one of those mountains uh, to find my customers. So. For me, um, that has been a huge, huge thing of how to do that, and um, so it's it's doable. Um, if you live in a small remote area like me, it's it's still doable. So most of my customers are on the other side of the um, mountain. I do lots and lots of different events. Um, I don't really focus on any one um, thing in particular. I do card classes and I do scrapbooking classes, of course, pre-COVID. Uh, I do weekend crops. I do day crops. Um, I will do anything that you put in front of me that I think that I can accomplish and succeed at and there's been a lot of things that I've tried that have not been successful I have tried on um, vendor fairs and street fairs and things like that and those I didn't find um, were necessarily profitable for me they might still work for you but they didn't necessarily work for me so um, I'm always open to new opportunities I am very much like a sponge 
niche in that I just I just want to learn everything. Anything that I can try, I am going to try to make it work in my business. And I guess that has what has brought a lot of customers to me and some of the successes that I've had. Um, and so we do live here in Luray, Virginia. So if you're ever in Luray, give me a call. Um, there's not much to do here, but there's pretty mountains. Um, we have a my we have a husband. Yeah. Can you tell I'm nervous? I have a husband. Uh, we just celebrated our 21st anniversary, so that was pretty exciting. And um, we have a dog, and we have four cats. So that's kind of my background a little bit. Um, and I just wanted to tell you kind of how, like I said, I started with, you know, just a few people, that type of thing. Um, this person told this person, oh, we're going to scrapbook at this little church, and, you know, we're going to invite other people, etc. Then I started venturing out, and I started being a vendor at some um, bigger crops, which took me farther away from my home, usually 8 to 12 hours. I did several crops in New Jersey and in Connecticut and up in that area. I did um, later become involved with the expo, some of the expos and the expo circuit, and I do have one expo that I vend at for two shows up until COVID happened. So I have a very um, wealth of customers and um, locations, but since COVID, my business has taken off even farther, and I will talk about that a little bit as well. Um, but I wanted to get started and just kind of tell you a couple of things that I wrote down that um, are kind of me. And I want to say before I do that, that no single person or concept or idea is, I mean, all of these things are repeatable, but you need to do what works for you. So if you take snippets of what I'm saying, I mean, you're welcome to take everything I say and go put it into action. And I wish you all the success in the world. I hope it helps you. Um, but that was one thing that I learned because I would look at these rock stars and these mentors that I have and are close to my heart world and see how wonderful they were doing in this area and this area. And then try to repeat it and it didn't work for me necessarily and I would get frustrated. And when I want, when I finally learned that the best thing for me was just to be me and just to do what I was good at and still pull, like I said, I'm a sponge. I still pull from all of those different um, areas and those people that I admire and I have on a very high pedestal of they're the type of person I want to be. But when I started pulling in the pieces of me, I found that um, I was much happier and I was more successful and I did much better with my business. So that is the one thing, like I said, take anything away from this presentation that you can. But the most important thing is to be you and try new things, but do what works for you. And I think you'll have a lot more um, uh, success. So I'm going to scroll down to make sure I didn't miss anything. I will certainly, um, I'm not very good at going back and forth between the screens, so I apologize. Um, but I will certainly answer any questions at the end and then also go back through the feeds and follow up. So one of the things that I think is really important in your business is to, first of all, just love what you do. And I think that, that that is so imperative in my business. When you love what you do, it's not only going to bring you success, but it's also going to bring you joy in the process. And I think that that is really important. You know, when I was in retail management, I was miserable all the time. I was good at my job, but I was miserable. I didn't have that joy and that passion that I have with Close to My Heart. And Close to My Heart has single-handedly been the most awesome thing for my life and my family's life that 
outside of absolute personal life. It has absolutely been fabulous for us. And so I have to take my hat off to it, but I absolutely adore the company and I love the company. I love the people. I love the relationships, my team, my customers, my sisters, you know, all of these things. But I also really love the product. And I think that if you know me or you've been around me, that you'll see that um, I use Close My Heart every single day in my life, not just from a business perspective. And I'm going to go through some of that as well. Um, when you have a passion for what you sell and what you represent, then I feel like you are not necessarily selling anymore. You're sharing. And I think that that is a great thing. You know, um, when I worked at other places, it was all about the sales. Yes, you know, I love the product. It was great. But I was constantly focusing on selling and when I switched my gears with close to my heart to sharing and not selling my numbers I started earning trips and I started earning um, you know accomplishing a lot more things and so I think that that is really important the customer or the people around you see what you're sharing they see your passion they see your love for the product and you know they're gonna want it just because you have told them how awesome and shown them how awesome it could be so I like to live my life with a purpose and that purpose reflects what I love and what I adore, as I just said. Um, and it reflects close to my heart and itself. And what I'm meaning by this is I do use close to my heart, like I said, every single day in my life, in every avenue of my life. But everything that I do is not meant to gain a sale, if that makes sense. So I don't know if that makes sense to everyone, but I have some examples that will hopefully, hopefully clarify so I live in Virginia. I grew up in Virginia. We detoured to Ohio. Now we're back in Virginia. And in Virginia, hospitality is a big thing, especially with my family. So if someone passes away, you take them food. If someone is sick, you take them flowers. If someone's having a hard day, you make them homemade cookies. That is just what my family has always done. And so I do that for my customers. I do that for our church family. I do that for our neighbors, my friends and family, etc. And I do that all the time. But what is different is that I use close to my heart products when I do that, whether it's making the card to go with the pumpkin bread or, you know, cutting out some Gerber daisies on the Cricut from Artfully Scent and putting those on top of something that I'm giving, etc. Um, I incorporate that. And my intent is not to sell to this customer or to take advantage of the fact that I am giving them something. But my intent is I love the product. Okay, I use it for everything. It, every present, every gift, every happy that goes out of my house has something to do with close to my heart in some shape, manner, or form. So that is kind of about who I am and what we do you know, as our family. Um, it doesn't necessarily everyone have to do that by any means, but that is something that you know we do. And like I said, I do this with my family. I do it with my customers, etc. In fact, a couple weeks ago, um, we have a pit that we have in my area and they cook barbecue every Saturday morning and it's a really really big thing and we didn't have it during COVID so I knew one of my customers she was sad she was sick and she loved the chicken so when I picked up my family's chicken I picked up her chicken and I dropped it off at her house and my sister-in-law happened to call while we were in route and she's like what are you doing I said well you know it's like 7 a.m. and I'm delivering chicken and she's like what and I'm like didn't you know it's a part of my job description that I not only have to cater to my customers and help 
help them with their needs, but I also take care of them. And she just kind of laughed and thought that was kind of funny, but it is true because we do really take care of our customers in those relationships that we've established. So something like that is how I use Close to My Heart in my daily life. Other things um, that we have done in the past is, you know, fundraisers. My boys are both in TSA. They're in a new school this year. They did a fundraiser in um, the fall or Christmas, and they needed ornaments. They asked for everyone to do donate ornaments. Well, just conveniently, close to my heart, had those beautiful ornaments. So we all got together. We made about 25. We had to make a donation as a parent. It was required, but I did the close to my heart ones, and we did them in glitter and did all kinds of things, the school colors, and wouldn't you know, I had several people contact me afterwards asking to buy the supplies to make more. So my intent was not to sell close to my heart product to these people or to find new customers. Customers, I was just using close to my heart in my everyday life and my everyday purpose okay so that is something that we've done um, I was a daisy troop leader I told my daughter I would do daisy with her until it came time to camping I don't camp so I would be her leader all the way up until she reached the point that they went to camping and then she'd have to find a new leader and so we use close to my heart products all the time we used it for everything all of our service projects we used everything close to my heart because I had it and it was a high quality and so you know that's something that you can do and again I wasn't looking for customers I wasn't trying to sell it to my Daisy parents but it was something that I was doing all the time and you know it's brought me customers over time one thing, um, I told you I had three kids, and they are very active in music and theater, and ballet is a big one, and baseball and so forth, and I love photography. I absolutely love photography. I'm not saying I'm the best at it, but I absolutely love it. And so um, I bought myself with Close to My Heart Money a really nice DSL car camera with the extended lens, and I go to my kids' events, and I take pictures of my kids, but I also take pictures of other people's kids that I know. I'm not going to you know, stalk their kids or what have you. Um, and quite often, if I get a really good shot, then I don't charge them for it. I just print the picture, and I give them the picture and said, you know, I really thought that this was a great shot of Sarah, and I thought you might like to have it. But when I give it to them, I might put it in a flip-flap to protect it, or I might make a card and put it in with a card or so forth. And so I'm still sharing that close to my heart and using my products, but it's just as a way of presentation. And again, I've also, you know, gotten customers during that. Um, some of the other things that we've done, um, I was really big. Many of you have been around for a long time. Um, Studio J had my heart, and may she rest in peace. Um, but I learned a lot of things with Studio J, and so now Studio J isn't here anymore, but I've transferred some of that knowledge and those learnings to other things. Um, I use my Cricut to print and that type of thing. So we use flip flaps all the time for fundraisers uh, and so forth, and we'll put little things in flip flaps, and then we'll seal them and give them out as a little um, thank you for participating or a group photo. I took lots of group photos when my kids were in scouts and that type of thing and gave them out to all of the people or what have you. And you know, it's an investment in me, but it's an investment in life and it's an investment in my community. And so it was something I chose to do. Um, and you know, it, it brought me some rewards. I got a couple of scrapbookers out of it. So again, not my intent or not my purpose to sell or to bring a customer to me, but using it in our daily life. Um, 
over the years, we've done thousands of cards and given them to teachers. Um, I would, I was not a room mom. My school did not have room moms, um, but I kind of self gave my title of school mom. Um, my kids went to a very small elementary school, very, very small. And so there was only two teachers per grade level. And I have three kids back to back. And so basically we had all the teachers in the school. And so when they were all through elementary school, I would do something with one um, teacher and then I'd feel guilty because, oh, well, we had this teacher this year. And so I just started making my happiest times 50 or 60. And um, I, I did happies for the teachers, you know, two or three times a year, sometimes for no purpose, sometimes for Valentine's Day or this type of thing. And I always, always, always use close to my heart product. Well, you know, as we went through time, the school actually commissioned me to do some special projects for them where they paid me to do them or they paid for the supplies and I would donate my time. So it came back to me. That wasn't my intent, but it came back to me. And so, you know, those are some things that you could think about that maybe you could do in your business. A lot of these things you're probably already doing, whether you're doing them with close to my heart or not. Um, but, you know, just taking how can I pull close to my heart in it? And you have a huge bonus because it's also going to help your personal sales. If you're buying cardstock then it's going to help your personal sales um, one of the things that and I know teachers are fabulous I I adore teachers and they have to work with what they have and my mom used to be an art teacher and so forth but one of the things that would frustrate me so much is my kids would come home with this beautiful beautiful artwork but it would be on like copy paper or printers paper or really cheap paper that you know it wasn't going to be preserved very long. So quite often at the beginning of the year when the teachers would ask for, especially the younger grades, but when they would ask for donations from parents, I would give them, you know, three or four hundred packs of White Daisy cardstock. That would be our donation. Let another parent take care of the soap or the, you know, the wipes or what have you. And what we found is the kids' artwork came home on so much nicer paper and it was preservable. And so that was important to me, but I heard a lot of parents and they would come and say, oh my gosh, we heard that you gave this paper and, you know, da da da. It's so much nicer than when Sally was in this class. And, you know, so again, just lots of different things that you can do. Um, I made, I used to make Scrabble frames and this is when Close to My Heart had, for about two years, I think I did about 125, 130, uh, Close to My Heart had some beautiful wooden black shadow box frames. And so I came up with, you know, doing the Scrabble formation and doing my family's name and including everyone in the family. And then I might, I did one for our pastor and used words of Christmas and praise. And um, we even took one to Santa Claus. We have a very special Santa near us and included all of the reindeer's names and gave it to Santa and so forth. And I did lots and lots of those for people that were very important to me in my life. I did them for all of my kids' teachers at the time. And each year the teachers were like, well, I didn't get one. I want one. Will you make, can I put in an order for this? And of course we did. We did every single teacher that we could. Um, the music teacher, I did one with lots and lots of musical terms, you know, that type of thing. Well, what happened was those people, they love their frames and they put them up in their house and friends would come over and say, oh my gosh, I love this XYZ. I want one of those. How do I get it? And I made lots and lots and lots of them that were custom ordered. Now I had to buy the Scrabble tiles. Now you don't have to. You could do the same thing with our awesome letter tile stamp set. So keep that in mind. Um, but, and just layer them so that they're thicker and they look like real tiles. But, um, you know, 
the frames were close to my heart. So every single time, I want to say they were like $35 or $40. I could be off on the price, so don't quote me. But I was getting commissionable sales, and I was being paid. And then, of course, when I gave them their frame, you know good and well that I gave them other things, you know, like a card or thank you, so forth, and it got my name out. And I had repeat orders. So lots of things like that that you can do that you might not even think of. You know, instead of going and buying a gift at a store, then, you know, create your gift. I've always, always been the type of person that I randomly ever buy, just buy a gift. Um, I always put tons of thought at it in it. And I want to make sure that it is the right gift for the right person. And that's just something that's quirky about me, um, good or bad. Um, but I like to do that. So those um, are, you know, a few ideas of things that you can do. Okay, so I wanted to kind of step away from things that you can do in your personal life um, that are, again, with purpose and certainly, um, but bring you rewards and talk about some of the things that I have done in my business. So the first one is that um, I decided when I started this business, when it became no more a hobby, it's still a hobby, it's still my biggest passion, but when it became more than a hobby and it became a true business, that if I was going to do this, first of all, I needed to do it with God, that was important to me, but I needed my business to be a way that I could give back to my community and to organizations that were really, really important to me. And this is me. This doesn't have to be you. This is me, okay? Um, so a big part of my business from day one, when I took that step and said, I'm going to earn this epic cruise, and I'm going to be a consultant, and I'm going to make this a business, was that I needed a fundraising element in my business. And so fundraising has been a very critical part. Um, it's been intertwined in everything I do. All of my weekend crops have a fundraising element. Um, and it's, you know, it's generated, we've raised a lot of money. We just did my 10th, um, I think, 9th or 10th um, shamrock crop, which is my biggest one of the year. It's always for the Muscular Dystrophy Association, always. And we just crossed over where my small group of 35, 40 people at this this crop has raised over $10,000 in, in the course of our time together. So it's always an intricate part of my business. And um, we do several different organizations that are near and dear to our hearts in our group. I keep that in mind too, not just me, but um, group members that have struggled, etc. But I've turned those opportunities in fundraising to also get new customers. Again, we're not doing it to get the new customers, but the customers have followed the opportunity. So we have gone out and we've done crops and we've gone out and we've sold this or we've made cards and done this and what have you. And each time I've added more and more customers um, from each fundraising opportunity. So, um, and the customers look different. You know, it might not necessarily be someone who is wanting to buy scrapbooking supplies. But, you know, we have a wealth of customers, um, and that is very much of a holistic approach that I take to my business. Um, I'm not necessarily looking for just customers to buy product. I want customers to support me, and um, I do a lot of custom kits, class kits, and I want customers to buy those. And, you know, customers, I like to do commission work. I It gives me huge honor if someone asks me to make them a scrapbook or what have you. And so um, I take that into my business and I look at it from lots of approaches. So I'm not necessarily going after just a person to shop off of my Close to My Heart site. I'm looking at how I can help people, how I can share the business. And then also, again, you know, bring in that fundraising element. 
So there's lots and lots of um, different things that I've done with the fundraising has, like I said, gained a lot of customers over the years um, for different things. So um, if you'd like to talk to me more on that one-on-one, -on -one, we can certainly go down that route as well. Okay. Um, so I told you that I do weekend crops and I do three major weekend, well for me they're major, but three major weekend crops that I organize, I implement, and I do it with the help of my team of course, but it's not me being a vendor at someone else's crop, okay? They are all big fundraising crops. We do one for Operation Smile. In, um, in January, we do a scrap paint for breast cancer research in the fall, and then we do our shamrock crop, which is um, for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. So we do those things, and at all of my crops, they are always, everything I give to my customers is done very much with purpose. That was one of Dana Swadling's things that I learned from her, and I just, I just continue to absorb it and to grow with it, um, if you will. Go with it and grow with it. Um, but at my crops, I want my, my customers at the weekend ones to feel very pampered. And so the crop is not about me. It's not about sales. Of course, I want sales. Sure, definitely. And I have lots of things that I do for the sales, but it's to, gen it's to make them happy. And... Um, you know, I, I take that very seriously. I don't just slap something together. Um, everything I do, <laughs> good or bad, my husband would probably say bad, but I give it 5,000%, and that's just who I am. So at my weekend crops, when my customers get up in the morning, there's a happy, and I know a lot of you guys do that. There's a happy there. Every time they go eat, there's a happy when they come back. Um, my daughter loves to be the happy passer-outer, and she go and gab with every single customer. She's got like 40 aunts and uncles from all my croppers over the years. Um, but, you know, they're all done with purpose. So they're strategically designed to delight my customers, but also things that my customers can reproduce and share and give to someone else, whether it's a different product selection, what have you, okay? So um, I'll give them the template, I'll give them the measurement, um, all the things that they need to be successful to recreate this, and a lot of them do. And then of course, you know, I give one to Valerie who lives in New Jersey, Valerie makes something similar, she gives it to her friend, she likes it, gives it to someone else, and then all of a sudden, oh wow, where'd you get this great idea? Oh, well, it was Tanya Sheridan, and here's her address, and so forth. So these things, they, they bring me joy, and they bring me happiness to delight my customers, but then it also gives them the chance to do it as well for their friends and so forth. And again, it's that trickle-down effect. You know, you are. I am doing it with a purpose. I want to make my people happy. I want something that they can reproduce, and I want them to make someone else happy. And, you know, we have a thing at our crops where every single crop we have is some type of a challenger game. And there is always do a RAK, random act of kindness. And so whether how they can do it however they want, but I instill that even more and foster that with my customers and give them that opportunity. So when we do these, when I do these for my customers, I typically make order whatever, you know, 10, 15 extra. It helps me on several ways. If I have a last minute person join, Great, I'm covered. I don't have to start the whole process over as well again. But then I also use those things for happies for other people in our life that aren't our croppers. So for example, and I will post a couple of pictures later. Um, if you guys not have not had Cheryl's cookies, they are the absolute divine cookie you've ever had. They're fabulous. They, um, we like the buttercream. My customers expect it. You do not have a crop with my customers. and 
they walk away without their Cheryl cookie. It is just, it has become, that's what they, when they check out, they get their cookie to take home. And I usually do something cute with it. I'll give them a little card or make a flower for the top of it or, you know, something of that sense. So when we started going to virtual world, I always kept Cheryl's and my house and they're pre-wrapped. So you can order them whatever quantity you want. They're pre-wrapped, which is awesome, 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 especially during COVID. Okay. So, um, you know, UPS guy comes and if I catch him at my door, he gets a cookie and a happy. If, you know, the, when we had snow and ice, we ran out, I fell on my high knee, but I ran out and, um, gave one to the snowplow driver. Uh, we give them to our trash can you know, trash guys, whatever. Um, but just, you know, we have them at our house. I usually keep a couple in the car. And so if I feel like I want to make someone's day, then I just give it to them. It has something with it. My name, a tag, flowers, something to make it happy. Okay. And so I've done it for my customers. I spent the time designing. I just make some extra ones. So funny, quick story. At our, in our neighborhood, FedEx, of course, they live at my house, right? Um, they come to our door. They don't ring the doorbell. They don't knock. If the dog doesn't hear them, we don't even know they've been in and out, okay? And I have overnight. I have the express, and I have standard. So I have three FedEx drivers that are regularly coming to my house. So one day, the dog went off. She heard him, and I ran to the door in my pajamas and said, wait, 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 wait. I said, I have a treat for you. And so I gave him a Cheryl's cookie. Well, we've gone through the round of all three of our regular drivers. Now, wouldn't you know, they walk as slowly as possible to my house. They knock on the door so that they can get their Cheryl's cookie. And it makes me happy. I don't mind giving it to them. It makes me happy. Um, so it, oh, I will send you the link because you need Cheryl's cookies. Um, but it is, it's just, you know, again, it's, I'm, I'm spreading kindness. I'm spreading joy and spreading happiness. But when you know my FedEx guyver has given me three customers since COVID started, three, because he's eaten his cookie. No, he says he will not share his cookie, which is fine. But he's given my little tag or my little card, or little my little whatever to someone else. And they have come back to me as a customer. So again, not my intent, but has given me, you know, some type of success. Okay. So that is something that you could certainly do. Um, I send those to my distant customers. So with COVID, I have picked up a lot of distant customers. Um, I used to do some crops, like I said, um, way up in the Northeast. It was a very long drive for me. And the crop owner, has, she no longer does crops. She actually stopped about a year before COVID. And so I kind of lost touch with those customers. They were on my newsletter list. They were Facebook friends. I'd hear from them once in a while, but with COVID, they started really shopping again. And so they know when Tanya's package arrives and that in all sassiness designs box shows up, it's going to have a treat in there, whether it's a Cheryl's cookie or something else of its nature. Okay. And again, always done with close to my heart products. Um, so I think that those are things that, you know, are really important and that they have helped me. They help me feel good as a person. They feel, help me make, feel like I'm making a difference in someone else's life that might need it. You never know when someone is just about, you know, to bust and you know, that little thing of happiness helps out a lot. So those are some things that I hope that you guys can take away. Um, the next point I wanted to talk about is uh, supporting your local businesses. So I know that, like I said, we live in a very small area. And I'm not even just talking about Luray, Virginia. I'm talking about, you know, a little bit bigger of my scope, about an hour and a half all the way around type of thing. Um, but 
you know, in my crop this year, I was determined that I wanted to support local businesses because I've seen how my local businesses are really, really struggling. Again, we live in a very small area and, you know, a lot of them have shut down just like they have all over the country. And so I really try to support my local businesses as much as possible. So where before I might have ordered these gourmet phenomenal cookies from someplace in Chicago. This time I ordered um, gourmet brownies made locally to us. And so my gal, she makes these awesome little brownies in this cute little cup. Well, I can't give anything to my customers. I can't just give them a brownie. You know me, I have to decorate it. I have to, I have to close to my heartify it. So um, I made these cute little discs that nested in top of her container that her brownies came in. And they were individually packaged, so we were all COVID, you know, good and so forth. But when I did it, I made my extras and I returned one of the brownies to the customer with what I had done for it. So she could see, first of all, it was a thank you for making them personalized. She's never done that for anyone before and it had to be shamrock, so it had to have green all over it, right? Um, so but it showed her how my product could help her product and you know I have a bride that's now is, is interested in me making the little disc for brownies for her wedding because the shop owner made a comment oh well this girl made this and she saw it and woohoo there's going to be a new customer so um, the bride has no desire to do anything scrapbooking whatsoever um, but again I like to do things all on all surfaces I'm not just looking to sell um, products. I'm also looking to use my talents or what I think are my talents. No one else might, but I think they're my talents. Um, so that is one thing. Uh, one of my girlfriends just started selling Pampered Chef in the perfect time, right? Have you guys, are you not totally in love with that little gnome chef guy? Oh my gosh, totally love him. All of them, her, all of them. And so I made her all these really cute little cards with the gnomes and for her to give to her customers or her to use um, things that, you know, in her business. It's something she likes, she loves. I'm using our products. She's a dear friend. She was very supportive to my family when we were in a very strong time of need and helped my daughter out. And so I want to give back to her. But you know what? She's going to send all 30, 40 of those cards I made her to her customers. And I guarantee one of those customers is going to say, oh my gosh, that is so stinking cute. How did you make it? Or where did you get it? Or whatever. And my friend is going to say, Tanya Sheridan, and she's going to point her in my direction. So, you know, anything like that. Um, like I said before, we used to do that for teachers at the school. We made lots and lots and lots of cards for them to give out, to write their thank you notes to all their parents for all the gifts that they got at Christmas and stuff like that. So lots of fun. Um, so not necessarily just supporting your community, but I also think that it's important and you can find new customers by being a part of your community. And so I have a couple of examples for that. So um, up until COVID, uh, I always did my card class at my parents' house. They have a great um, space to do a small card class. All of my ladies are older, um, el elderly, and um, it was a great space. It worked out fine for us, except in really bad ice because you can't get on my parents' driveway. But it was a great space. Well, my dad is very, very high risk, and he was when things started loosening up. Of course, they were always the first, they were the first ones to get their vaccine because of their age. We needed a new location to have our card class, at least for the time being. Well, I found a pizzeria um, and, you know, talked to the manager and said, hey, can we come in? I noticed, you know, they just opened last year. They opened the weekend of COVID. Um, and so their mornings, they're very, very slow. And I said, can we do card class in here? Do you mind? 
Is that okay? I said, I will support you. I will, you know, treat my customers every once in a while, whatever the case may be. Okay, we've had card class there, I think, five times, four or five times. The first time I treated them all to pizza because it was our January one and I treated them for Christmas. Um, they have cups and I buy refills, whatever. Something to support the business to give back for letting me use their space because they're not charging me for their space at all, which is fabulous. So I will buy their desserts. I give them to my card ladies. Um, one or two of my customers goes home with pizza every single time that they take home to their family, etc. So I felt really guilty the first time because there was a couple that came in and sat by us, and we were giggling and we were laughing, and we hadn't seen each other in you know nine months. And so I felt really guilty that I was you know invading in their time because of my group. And so I had an extra happy, and I said. I, you know, I, I just want to say thanks for putting up with us while you were eating your dinner. And, you know, here, here's, and at that time it happened to be Buckeyes, which if you know me, I'm a big OHIO person. So um, I gave her Buckeyes and it had my name tag on it and it had a cute little card and a verse and so forth. And it totally made this lady's day. She was not expecting it whatsoever. And it, she just was so delighted. So I thought, huh, I'm going to do that again. So I made up. 2530, they're in my scrapbooking bag. And every time since, if someone sits down near us, I give them a little happy when they stand up to leave and say, Oh, thanks, you know, for putting up with our class and, you know, and just kind of make it kind of fun and make them feel really special. Wouldn't you know, one of those people that received one of those happies placed an order on my website last week and contacted me and said, Thanks for this. I loved it. I wanted to make it for my daughter's class. How awesome is that? It was so not planned, but it was completely awesome. So that is something like that you can do. If you can find a space, I had was scared to death to do a class in a business. I just, you know, every place I look, it costs so much money to rent a place. And I just, I didn't want to do it. But now I'm finding new customers. One lady stopped and asked us, hey, what are you doing here? That looks kind of cute. Gave her my contact information. Now I haven't heard from her yet, but it's very likely that she might, you know, come and join us. And there's a lot of space. We're, oh, you know, we're there before they're making the pizzas. So, um, you know, we are almost done by the time lunchtime really hits. So um, that might be a possibility for you. The other thing is, um, I mentioned that I was in Virginia. And so we live pretty close to DC, about an hour, hour and 15 minutes. And um, a couple of my husband's customers um, are on the capital the capital police force and so you know there was a lot of things that happened with that um, recently and um, it was pretty scary and then in my small small little town we had a police officer um, killed about six weeks ago or so and it just tore our community apart and I was just devastated and I needed something that I could do I you know that I could contribute to I'm very very uh, high risk for COVID um, because of some other things that have happened in my life and so I can't just go out and do you know everything I want so I made up about 50 happies um, for law enforcement I used the COVID stamp the the helping stamp that came out last May and made these little little just little gifts type of things um, nothing really expensive some of them had candy that was pre-wrapped and Cheryl's cookies of course and some Buckeyes and things like that and we just kept them in our car 
car and we kept them, you know, um, in my little tote bags that I take if I have to go somewhere or what have you. And anytime we saw a law enforcement officer in our community, we just went up to them and said, thank you. And we gave them one of these little happies. And, you know, it made a difference. One of the officers actually broke down in tears um, when we gave it to her because they were, they were just all really struggling over this huge loss that they had had. So I think that being a part of that community um, is super important too. But again, you don't know who it's going to bring back to you. Um, so if I were, you know, if I had just gone to Hallmark and bought cards or if I had just bought them $5 Subway gift cards, what have you, um, it wasn't personal. And the close to my heart element made it incredibly um, personal. So that is something that you could do as well. Okay, I'm trying to look at my notes to make sure I didn't forget things. Um, so from a business perspective or a business approach, I told you how I do a holistic approach to my business, okay? Um, I also learned with time that I needed to be me and I needed to do what made me special and what separated me, if you will, from the pack. So um, where I live, there's not very many consultants, but when I was vendoring at larger crops or going to expos, you know, people would come and they would buy a little bit here and a little bit there, but they all had their home consultants, right, that they would go home and buy from, which I totally understand um, because I want my customers to buy from me too. But if they go to an event where I know a consultant has purchased, you know, time to be there, spent, you know, $500, $800 on a hotel to get there, to be there to fulfill their needs. I also want them to support that consultant. And so I, I took a long time really trying to decide how I wanted to, to do my business and really decided that, you know, I needed to be me and I needed to separate myself from other consultants and do things that made me special, not better, just special and different from other people. And so a big part of that, um, I do a lot of custom kits and I do a lot of class kits. And um, when I went to vendor, I would do create and takes and I would give everyone a create and take, you know, to the 100, 200 people, what have you. Um, and I learned when I was doing those type of things that I would always make extra because if they didn't sell or what have you, I had another avenue to sell them at. Okay. So if I went to a, a crop in Connecticut and I made 150 kits and, you know, gave away 75 and had 75 left to sell and they didn't sell, I could come home and sell them to my own customers. Right. So, or I could sell them at an expo to someone who hasn't seen them. And so that really started me working on my class kits and my special offerings that were custom to me. And so I developed a website a while ago, several years ago before COVID. And, you know, I put stuff there and I did a lot of invoices and stuff like that. And um, then I found that you could set up a store in Square if you use Square for your credit card processing. And so Square took me to a whole new level and then COVID took me to an even better level. Um, so I was getting frustrated. My mom would laugh because she's like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go to find this. Is it a kit? Is it on your shop? Is it on your blog? Is it on blah, 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 blah? We had a meetup group at the time. So all these different things that were like all over the place and she couldn't find what she needed to find for whatever it is she was looking for. And so my brother and I sat down and we came up with, we, we bought a site. And so now I have a landing page and on my site, it is a landing page and it will give you the option. You can go to my blog, you can go to my In All Sassiness Design shop where I have my custom things and things that are exclusive to me. You can go to my Close to My Heart website 
or you can go to my crop website and sign up for events. And so I give my customers one address and they go to find everything about me at that one address, which has been phenomenal. I cannot tell you how much it has value, has brought value to my business. And so what I'm finding is someone might be Googling for scrapbooking crops in Virginia, okay? They come up to my site, they start looking around, kind of feeling me out, seeing this about me and that about me, and now all of a sudden, oh, I want to buy that class kit, or I want to go and buy this product that she showed on her blog. And so it has brought me customers that might be searching for one thing, but I've given them this, this platform for all these other different things, and have gained new customers okay so that is something that has been very very beneficial to me um, I also put some um, you know like clearance type of things some uh, inventory that I had when COVID first started um, I used it for some of my events and I needed a place to put it and so I put it there and my customers could buy it and then I just left it there for other customers and it's been very helpful and successful to me so um, that is something that you, I, you might want to do if it's something you're comfortable with it took me a while um, to get out of my my comfort zone and now I use Square absolutely for everything I send invoices um, I do my events through Square um, it's got great tracking and then my store and I absolutely love my shop and what I can do with my shop okay so um, those are um, options for that so along with that I started doing virtual because that's like scary right um, virtual crops and it was a process I am not a YouTube guru I am not this is way out of my comfort zone but I needed to connect with my people because the very last weekend before COVID started I was at a crop with my with my people and we left and we were kind of devastated like everyone was talking about not having toilet paper and we're like yeah whatever we we're like in our own little bubble at this crop and we left and, we're, and like the world had changed like over that weekend for us here in Virginia and so you know those relationships were established and so very quickly I you know jumped on board and I made a lot of mistakes hi that's my um I made a lot of mistakes through uh different things and hold on a second Gabriel I need to get the dog um, but I learned everything is a huge, huge learning process, right? So the way I have mine set up is if you make a $35 purchase, you are prize qualified to attend my virtual crops. And we do them about once a month, sometimes twice a month, just depending. And um, I, I pulled a lot of things. It wasn't necessarily my idea. I pulled from Keely um, and several other people on how to develop what worked for me. And But I changed some things. So they can make a $35 purchase on my Close to My Heart website, or they can make a $35 purchase on my In All Sassiness Design Shop, in my In All Sassiness Design Shop, or they can become a VIP. So any of those three things entitles them to be prize qualified in our Facebook group um, for the weekend crop. They can win prizes. Everybody can participate that's in my scrapbooking group, in my Facebook group, but to be prize qualified, you have to do one of those three things, okay? So that has been something that has been huge for me. Um, I know that a lot of people a lot of um, makers, they have their downline in their their Facebook groups, and some don't. And I think that there's great reasonings for both. For me, my team 
is intertwined with my customers. And I, I love that. It's a big family. I love it. They support each other. They help each other. And I don't want to change that. And so I needed to find a way when I was setting this up for my team members to be able to participate, still to qualify if they chose to, but not hurt their own sales, if that makes sense. So that's why I said you can order from my shop because a lot of my team members like my class kits and they will order my class kits to qualify. They're imperative to my group because they give tips, they share artwork, they help me sell like there's no tomorrow. So I want them there and I want them to be included. And in the process, some of them have brought some of their friends. And it's not a it's not a back and forth of you have to buy from me or you have to buy from Maria. Like the customers, my my downline's customers, they buy product from Maria, my downline. But they like my custom kits and they buy the custom kits for me because she doesn't offer the same custom kits that I have. So it's a win-win for everyone. And then I help Maria sell because they've been in my group and they've had fun and all that jazz. So um, that has been really, really critical for me and really doing better in my sales. Um, this past month, I decided to offer something else and to take it up a notch. And so we came out. Has everybody seen those cute little mice? They're so stinking cute. Um, so I'm not selling them to my customers. I am taking two per month and designing two cards. And if they make a $75 purchase in my shop or on my store or my website, close my heart website, or become a VIP, they get two of the little baby stamps and then two cards. Now, of course, I'm going to sell the cards as well, right, in my store because I, I do really well with those things. So if they want more cards, they can buy the supplies if they want, or they can buy the pre-cut kits. Either way, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I'm making you know money either way. But that has helped. So now my customers, this month I have seen that a lot of them were barely squeaking by that 35 mark. Now some of them have placed two orders, or they are doing the 75. So lots of different ways to get customers so then along with that i have so i have my facebook group which is it's a private group so you have to either be my customer or you have to be my team member to be in the group and so i didn't want to leave out other opportunities by saying oh well you can only see what i'm doing in my group so i have a business page and so i post everything from my blog to my business page and i've gained new customers that way they might see a cute piece of artwork i want i made they buy the kit wow you're you know $35 I'll send them an email they might not even be in my group hey thanks for your purchase you just prize qualified for the next upcoming crop and here's the invitation to the group and I put their names on the spinner and they have a chance to win a prize so I've gained a lot of people and a lot of customers in my group that way I also have a Facebook group for my weekend crops and so if it's relevant to a weekend crop I post on that page and I've received some customers there so that's a way you can find customers. Um, occasionally I post to some others. There's a, a Virginia, Maryland group that lets you post upcoming events. And so I post there. Um, I post uh, different opportunities and that type of thing. So those are several ways that you can use Facebook and social media 
to gain customers. And my main goal is to get them in my Facebook group where we are having lots of activity and contests. Um, a lot of the people that are in the group, now they want to come to my crops, you know, that they, they weren't before. I have someone from Connecticut that wants to come to my next, you know, in-person crop because she's been a part of the group. She's gotten to know the people. She loves the people. And there you go. And of course, she wants to bring a friend because she doesn't want to come to a crop by herself. New customer, right? So lots of things that you can do that way. Um, let's see what else do I have for you. A couple more things. Um, one thing that I tried that I have been successful with uh, just the last couple of months is um, I found by accident some old of those um, little heart tally sheets where you can fill out your information and heart heart gauge, I think they were called. Um, and then you can put them on your mailing list or use it for a prize drawing or something like that. And I found some old ones from like five and ten years ago. They were in my office when I was cleaning out. And so I've sat down every week and religiously chosen like ten of them and reached out to those customers and said, hey, you know, I met you at XYZ. If I know where I met them from, I might not. Um, and I just wanted to tell you I'm on a new platform and I have a Facebook group now and I'm active on my blog and come see what I have to offer you now. Because what I found is that a lot of my customers who I who have been very stagnant for a long time during COVID started scrapbooking again or started card making again and that type of thing. And so some of these people might have been on my email list 10 years ago or eight years ago and you know I wasn't their needs have changed and well now maybe their needs have changed again now we have all these platforms that I didn't use in my business then right so I'm reaching out and I've had a couple people come back to me which is fabulous it just it just makes you feel so good when um, you find different you know ways to reconnect with your customers so that has been um, great for me as well um, I think that the virtual, the virtual works. I know that it's really, really scary for some people. Um, I can tell you that I, I'm, I'm very high risk. Two years ago, I had leukemia. And, um, so with all of this going on, I could not go out of my house or be around other people. It just was not, it was not doable. And so, um, the virtual has just opened up so many options for me um, that I didn't have before. I have severe migraines and um, sometimes they really take me down, but I can do virtual, right? I can do what I want to virtual. I People that know me tell, will tell you I am a midnight person. I do my best work from 12 to 4 in the morning. Um, but they don't have to be up. They can. I can do a video when I don't have a migraine and when I'm feeling great, and they can watch it the next morning, right? So you can pull in, you know, customers and so forth. So I hope that's what I have for you. I hope that um, I have helped you, and I hope you take away at least one point from this. Again, you are welcome to um, send me questions. Um, I don't know if there's any questions on here or not, um, but you're welcome to send me questions if anyone has any questions here. Um, I'm happy to answer them. Marty may ask what you use to mail the cookies to your customers. Um, we actually put them in a little box that I've gotten from the post office. We tape the box over so it doesn't crush the cookie. And then it goes in whatever their order is, usually. Um, I reuse my close to my heart boxes all the time. It comes to me. 
it goes out from me. Um, I want that close to my heart emblem on all the boxes that I send out. I very rarely send out a box that's not close to my heart um, as well, as, you know, that type of thing. If they're only getting something really, really small, then um, we will use a padded envelope, but we use a box to protect the cookie so it doesn't smush because, you know, cookies smush, not such a good thing, but they're, you know, it's lots of fun. Um, my Buckeye days are coming to an end, unfortunately, uh, because of temperature. The Cheryl's Cookies, they do great all summer long. Um, I've never had anyone contact me that their cookie was all melted or, or any, anything like that or spoiled. Um, but the Buckeyes, I can't really send them anymore uh, because the temperatures get too warm. And sitting in FedEx trucks or UPS trucks or whatever, um, they'll melt going to different areas. How much money do you invest monthly in your square for your business to keep it as your platform? You know, I'll have to check that. I, I think it's like $9.99, something like that. Um, I saved a lot of money and converted my, I used Constant Contact for years and years. And my Constant Contact account went to um, $50.00. And it was more than I wanted to pay for my emails. I wasn't getting a much return on the emails. And so I switched to Square Marketing uh, that's available through Square if you're a Square user. And I think I paid $9.99 a month for my up to maybe $1,500. I'll have to check on that for you to be sure. But maybe 1,500 contacts. But one of the awesome, awesome things about Square you guys don't have it, you need to get it. I, I hate to say you need to get it. Um, I just, I swear by square. I really, really do. Um, for record keeping, um, I told you guys that I had leukemia a couple years ago. And so I was diagnosed a week, well, actually like four days before my second biggest event of the year. And um, I don't know if you know much about leukemia, but um, you don't get to go. You, it's not pass go, go directly. You don't get to go home. I mean, I was put in the hospital that day and stayed for I think five weeks and so my team had to pick up all the pieces and try to pull this together and the square reporting was just fabulous they were able to pick up everything find it look for it um, the reports are fabulous so much easier than PayPal everything is compact um, so I highly highly recommend square but you can do the marketing there and the cool thing about it is if someone places an order in your Square store, however you have it defined, um, Square pops up or has the option and it pops up and asks, do you want to be on their mailing list? So I don't even have to reach out. Square does it. And so anyone who's ever placed an order, once I set this up, they have that option to join my email list and I don't have to do it. I don't have to load their names. I don't have to do anything. They can, it just pops up and they can do it right then. But um, it's fabulous. I use it for everything. I have the Square Register that I use at Expos. Um, it took a couple years to invest in that. Um, unless you do something on that scale, I don't know if I would recommend getting the Square Register part. Um, but you can do it on an iPad. It's so easy. It's so, so easy. And it keeps everything so organized. It's just fabulous. You can do your inventory. Um, if you do, I keep my class kit inventory on there. And um, so it'll tell them, sorry, it's sold out. You know, you can't, you can't order it anymore or what have you. So it is fabulous. The only tricky thing with Square that I've found is, and my customers, most of them know this, um, if you're doing different types of transactions, it won't let you do it all together. So if you are doing a um, donation, 
and then you are doing a physical order, you have to do two, two, two transactions, which I have to pay a tiny bit more for, but my customers have figured that out and it, it works really well. Okay. Um, yes, I think Square has come a very long way. I, like I said, I swear by it. It is the single best non-close-to-my-heart thing that I have done for my business. It has just been tremendous. Um, now, when I was talking about the platform, the platform is through a different company, um, but it links everything together. So that is not actually through Square, but my shop is through Square, and it, it you know connects you through it and so forth. Any other questions? Let's see, how much do you invest? I have that. I, and I don't know what the transaction fee is. I don't really pay attention. Um, it's, it's, it's within the industry, so it's, um, it's comparable. I've been very, very happy with it. Um, in fact, they now have an option that I have not looked into. Um, I just received um, notification of it last week, and we had to go out of town unexpectedly, so I didn't get a follow-up. But they now have an option where you can accept bank transfers, so kind of like I think Zelle maybe is the other company, so I don't get charged at all. So if my customer decides that they want to pay for my shamrock crop and do an ACH bank, bank transfer, I have no transaction fees, if I understood it correctly. So it might be something that you want to look, look into if you've not, and so forth. And then it's very convenient if your kids are in sports because, you know, we used to at the Girl Scout cookie booth when people wanted to pay by credit card. We just ran it through my Square, uh, my reader, and that worked too. So I use lots of options in Square. I hope you guys have a wonderful night. I thank Close to My Heart so much for giving me the opportunity to talk from you, talk with you. And I hope it brings you much joy and purposeful new customers in your business. Bye.